Awesome. Well, welcome back to the SDR Handbook podcast where we have um, Alex. And I didn't actually ask you before we hopped on here, but how do you say your last name? I get that question a lot. It's, no problem. Yeah. It's a, pretend the eye's not there. You can say Jigello. That's that's just fine. Jigello. I was I was thinking before. I was like, maybe it's the G that's silent, but <laughs> I was not sure. I have a last name that's like that as well. But um, uh, Alex Jigello, uh, Jigello, um, on today, who went from being a BDR to global head of revenue development in eight years. Um, also runs revenue development. Uh, for Clary, uh, which is a revenue operations and intelligence platform, um, and then also uh, is co-chair for SDR leadership um, at for Pavilion. Um, so excited to have you on today, Alex. Thanks so much. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Should be a fun conversation. Yeah. Um, so I guess the first thing being, you obviously went from being a BDR to uh, now uh, heading up um, revenue development for Clary. And I was just curious, in between there, you were an SDR manager. And so going from SDR manager to uh, the role you just had before um, leading and being the global head for revenue development, which was head of revenue development for Clary. um, What was that uh, movement like? And um, yeah. I'm going to respond by giving you the cliche response of, you know, right place, right time, and a little bit of luck, because there's for sure elements of that. So I'm happy to share the story of how I landed up um, in the current role that I'm at. But I'll then transition into some of the maybe more tactical things for listeners that could potentially be useful for them to hear that I believe has has led to the the journey I experienced. So mm-hmm. let's start with the cliche story. Um, yeah, I, I joined the sales development space straight out of college, spent about two and a half years in a small staffing boutique firm that was placing learning development consultants. So we didn't have a product. It wasn't SaaS. It was literally business services in the form of project-based contractors. Um, loved the team, loved the people, unfortunately got laid off. And uh, that was my first experience going through that. Um, this was back in 2017, so it stung. I was still young and I took it personal, but after I shook it off, I did a lot of research about what I wanted to do next. And like most SDRs who have a couple of years in their belt, I felt pretty um, convicted that I could jump into the field, be an AE, but I struggled to get AE roles um, with my limited experience closing. So um, rather than focusing on the position, I started looking at industries that I found interesting. And that's how I landed um, in tech and ultimately in cybersecurity, which was one of those industries, at least back then, that caught my eye. Um, Long story short there, I joined a small company that had about 35 employees named Demisto. And what intrigued me about that role outside of just the industry was I got to be their first SDR or one of two actually that joined right away. And um, that was a cool experience. We built the processes from the ground up with the manager at the time. We got a lot of exposure to co-founders. We're doing so much more than just, you know, prospecting top of funnel. Um, And I spent a good two and a half years there. Um, I got fortunate to lead the team after a few years and expanded to 10. And then we got acquired by a big cyber company called Palo Alto Networks. I love my time at Palo. It's probably the biggest Mm -hmm. cyber security company um, out there today but I didn't get as much exposure into some of the smart leaders that I was hoping to latch onto selfishly and learn from. Um, so I was, I started seeking other opportunities, right? And 
at that point, my desire was to find a leader, someone that I can follow who can help me continue to grow and develop. Um, and that's how I found Kyle Coleman, who I wouldn't be surprised if many of your <laughs> yeah. viewers have heard about, right? He's uh, yeah. Mr. Mr. LinkedIn, as we call him, so yeah. Mr. SDR. And um, he's a fabulous leader. He obviously knows a ton about the, the profession. He was a former SDR and, and director himself. Yeah. Um, I learned about the company Clary while at Palo Alto Networks, right? The actual tool, it was the first sales tool that I actually saw and heard salespeople rave about. So that caught my attention. But again, beyond that, I just wanted to, to learn from Kyle and he actually only had SDR manager roles open. So I was applying and interviewing for a role that I was doing previously at Palo Alto. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'll never forget this. Like my final interview, um, Kyle was the director of sales development back then, but I'm sitting here at the Clary office, which I'm here today and prepping for that final interview. And I get the little LinkedIn notification that shows you like, you know, when people get promoted and yeah. it said, congratulate Kyle Coleman on his promotion to VP. And so I did when he came to you know, get him <laughs> for the last interview. And obviously after yeah. we talked about what that meant for him, um, he gave me the news that with his promotion, he was looking for someone to take over the, the department to be the director. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, and so you moved in underneath him then within the org to now take over, like, is it, are you taking over, or did you end up taking over the SDRs and that's what that looks like? Or what what exactly were you now running into in this new role within Clary? Yeah, good question. Um, so Kyle got promoted back then to what he called the VP of growth. And mm-hmm. what was really interesting about this department he ultimately created from scratch was <laughs> he was yeah. going to continue leading the SCR org, which I took over. So to answer your first question, yeah, I was taking over mm-hmm. as the second line manager, the director of the team, which we had about 10 SCRs and two managers uh, at the time that okay. he had just promoted from team leads into. And so Kyle had SDR under one umbrella. He had growth marketing, which was just demand gen. So think of events and Mm -hmm. digital marketing and everything that kind of falls under the management engine. He had a leader there. And then the third and final pillar was enablement. So it was this pretty interesting mix of departments that of course, when working together closely um, was a lot of fun, right? I never worked as closely with the marketing team as I did under this type of structure. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, what, what, um, that's curious because I think a lot of companies don't do that as closely. You see some companies do. I feel like companies that do work closely with other departments, that makes sense, especially like growth marketing, and that can be such a good, you know, development for leads, for SDRs and bringing in that and having a close tie to make sure that the right content's going out and pushing out the right information is, is so big. And was it um, for working with these teams? Was it close to that now you had to, I guess, like thinking about how you guys work together, what what made that synergy so easy or maybe super hard when it came to that? Like knowing that you hadn't done that before and now coming in, what, how did you guys do that? And was it seamless? Was it not seamless? Were there learning curves? What did that look like? Only above. Yeah. Yeah. When, what made it both easier and harder, at least initially, was when 
both myself or our marketing leader had challenges or problems where we didn't see eye to eye and had disagreements, guess who we complained to? <laughs> Kyle, <laughs> there was only one yeah. person to complain to, right? Because he was both our boss. Yeah. So that was a pretty inter interesting dynamic where Kyle had, you know, a lot of experience in the sales development side. He also had uh, some experience with, you know, demand gen tactics and um, we were forced to just work together as a function of us reporting to the same leader. And so outside of just the org structure, really um, over time, kind of organically helping us get closer, um, we had more meetings together, right? We, we understood each other's challenges better because Kyle kind of helped play that mediator role. And um, yeah, I think we, we learned to just figure it out, right? So we had the same stereotypical challenges you hear between sales and marketing, but I can, mm -hmm. I can say with like the utmost conviction that I have never worked more closely with my marketing partner. Her name's Natasha. So she's the person I've been referencing and three years later, we're still like super tight. So it's been great. Yeah. No, love that. Um, and speaking, so it's something that you had posted actually about a few weeks ago where you literally posted that revenue development um, or head of revenue development is a growing um, role and one of the top roles to be looked at. Um, whether that's this year or from last year. Um, and I'm curious, like thinking about teams that don't know what RevDev um, is and, and what that looks like, how should an SDR team think about that um, when they're looking at revenue development if they have no idea what that looks like? Because I think a lot of teams don't. Like personally at the company that companies that I've been at don't have revenue development titles and, and what that looks like. So I'm curious, like what should an SDR team think about what that looks like and should they be implementing those things um, from your perspective? Yeah, development is simply our cute and fun way of, so I'll, I'll answer this in a couple of different ways too, uh, by first addressing that revenue is saying sales development, right? We call RevDev mm -hmm. or revenue development RevDev for short. And what we're doing is mm -hmm. a pure sales development function, right? We're responsible for the majority of the company's pipeline number. And so we have folks mm -hmm. spread out across different segments that are aligned with our field sellers, our account executives. And yeah, they do your traditional inbound and outbound motion. Um, the post you're actually referencing and like the, the role in the expansion or evolution rather is revenue operations. Um, okay. So Clary, as you touched on the beginning, is a revenue operations intelligence uh, platform. We actually have, you know, done a little bit of rebranding and redefining intentionally to, to frame ourselves as a revenue platform because of the various workflows that we support and ultimately help people with, right? Think of forecasting, opportunity management, and top of funnel. And so on the top of funnel front, you know, not only did we want to re- define and rebrand our own team as SDRs to kind of align with the, the personas we're going after, right? You see revenue yep. operations personas, you see revenue chief revenue officer as well. Now we, we have classified ourselves as revenue development and outside of it being fun and cute, you know, we, we truly view our function as revenue critical. And so what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Some more marketing yeah. buzzwords and now you can tell why <laughs> my relationship with yeah. marketing is so good nowadays but <laughs> yeah seriously if you think of what revenue critical means it's such a cool way of tying the role of the sdr to the bigger broader most important number at the end of the day 
And yeah. we are we are critical. Like you can't generate revenue without first building pipeline, right? Said differently, you can't close the door if you don't open one up first. And so we take a lot of pride in that. And we take a lot of pride in calling ourselves revenue development and, and most importantly, revenue critical. Yeah. And I love that. And you touched on the pipeline. Um, I'm, I'm curious from your perspective, what do you think um, or what is so crucial um, about an SDR team when it comes to pipeline and how you view that across the board, obviously being SDR is a very top of funnel you know, pushing that down to like, whether that's AEs or whoever the next step in the sales process is for demos. But um, why do you view them as being so crucial for the top of, uh, top of funnel pipeline? Um, and yeah, why? Yeah, I have a, a pretty unique lens into this question. And this might be news to you, actually. I don't think we talked about this prior <laughs> to us uh, going live, but I'm in the process of transitioning into an account executive myself. Mm-hmm. So okay. as of April, I'll actually be yeah. joining the field here at Clary as an AE. Yeah. And I'm super excited about it. I'm going to miss my peeps on RevDev. Yeah. I'm always going to yeah. be an RDR at heart. Yeah. And I'm always going to be prospecting, right? But I think the nature of like full sales cycle responsibilities has evolved, especially in SaaS over time, because it's so hard to do both. It's so hard to prospect and it's so hard to close. And I can tell you that um, speaking from experiences just this week, the SDR that I'll be aligned to, his name's Angelo. Um, he's on PTO, well-deserved out in Peru this week. And man, I'm trying to scrub through my book of business. I'm trying to prospect and send out notes. And, you know, I used to think I was good at this SDR stuff back in the day, but I got a lot of, of rust to to brush off and you know thankfully in addition to my current roles because i'm still leading the team thankfully all i'm yep. doing right now is prospecting i don't have any opportunities to manage to, to close ultimately but once i do mm-hmm. i'm not going to have time for that type of stuff i'm going to rely yeah. heavily on angelo and the rest of the team um and it's not you know due to laziness it's not due to like lack of time management but the deals that we work with our prospects are pretty complex, right? Our average sales cycle is 90 to 100 days. And that's just the segment that I'm in. As you go yeah. more up market and start targeting enterprise strategic types of companies, you know, your sales cycles could be a year. So it takes mm-hmm. you a year to sell one deal. You're not going to have yeah. just the, the bandwidth to, to then build a pipeline all while you're trying to close out these complex opportunities. Yeah, no, that's, that's very true. That's, um, you know, a lot of AEs who, you know, say they have time to make the cold calls or say that they, you know, want to hit the hit the phones. Most of the time, they do not have the time just because of how they meetings and stuff and and, and whatnot um, that they run into and how you're so focused on your deals versus you know bringing in um, that. So no, that's a very fair um, answer around you know that SDR is pretty critical for bringing in making sure that you you know, have meetings on your calendar and you can focus on making sure that those demos are as great as possible and, and pushing that down to them revenue at the end of the day for the company. Um, so I love that. But when it comes to then, you know, you managing, you manage the team um, uh, before coming to Clary and then you manage the team at Clary. Curious from um, your years of experience in that, what do you think then makes a great SDR team Um what have been like the greatest things that you've seen? What are maybe things that you know, you've you've learned from that? Hey, like don't do this. Like what what are what does that look like from your experience now, having run and been involved with SCR teams for so long? 
I love that question. Um, yeah. I get asked, I get asked it a lot too during interview, um, interviews, which, which is great, right? Like how do I distinguish the good from the best or good from great, et cetera, not just from an individual contributor perspective, but from a team overall. And I'll start with the team. Um, what I believe makes a great team, right? Different from just an average team and how I'll answer this is by building off of the last question and the conversation we just had about like, you know, the SaaS world in particular, really doing a good job of distinguishing these two critical roles of opening and closing, right? Pipe gen and then mm -hmm. um, revenue. I think it's up to AEs, AE management, SDR management, really all of sales leadership to educate their RDRs, SDRs, business development, whatever, to educate SDRs about the full sales cycle. Because most SDRs, when they hear that AEs don't have the time to get on the phone to prospect, they don't know why, right? Like I used to roll my eyes too when my AEs would say that. I didn't get <laughs> what they did. And it's not so much about what they did. I didn't understand the sales cycle beyond top of funnel. So tying this now into your last question of like, what I think makes a great SDR, a great team, and to truly be revenue critical, you have to follow the process and understand the steps beyond, not just selfishly from a, from a perspective of, oh, well, I wanna be an AE, so I have to learn this, but more to mm -hmm. just understand true business and sales acumen. It's not mm -hmm. just the sales process, but it's also the customer's buying process. How do customers engage with your product? Why do they engage with your product? How do they ultimately go through all the steps to come to a conclusion that says, yes, I have this pain and yes, I think that you guys can solve it. And yes, I'm willing to take a chance and a risk through actually paying you yeah. to figure it out for me. So um, yeah. in summary, the best SDRs really take an effort to just educate themselves. And how I would you know, kind of frame that up is we love to, we have this whole concept, you'll, you'll see it's clear now, everything's revenue for clarity, but yeah. We, <laughs> yeah. we talk about our team as like students of revenue. If you're a student of revenue and truly take the time to educate yourself, not just sit back and wait for actual enablement teams, those that are fortunate to have people that are responsible for that type of stuff, or not to sit back and expect your manager to be constantly training you, but to go out and proactively seek that type of stuff out through listening to podcasts like these, or I mean, shit, there's so many books out there nowadays on sales development, something that didn't even exist five, seven years ago. Um, so th there's a whole other you know list of traits I can tell you, but I think being a student of the game, of revenue, the process, your customer, most importantly, is what I would sum it up to. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious, like when, if you see that in your own company, is it also like SDRs that you know, have gone and like you said, listen to podcasts, either read books, understand more about, you know, the whole sales funnel as a whole. Or is it also like, have you seen them go listen to gong recordings or maybe not just gong or, you know, I'm not like, I can't remember their competitors right now, but that speaks words about gong. But um, like, just like going and listening to as much about like, not just in that initial demo and sitting in and sit, maybe sitting in those demos, but also watching these continued conversations that happen down the line. Like, what other things have you seen within your own company that like these reps who have taken the time to understand more, what other things can they do within their actual own company as well? I'm just curious if, um, you know, how you've seen that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to run the risk of sounding like a real AE now by saying um, <laughs> wingman is great for listening yeah. to calls and for coaching reps. That's our conversation intelligence tool. But anyway, yeah. that aside, you know, for folks who aren't, um, 
fortunate to have CI to be able to retroactively listen to calls, right? And pick up on different patterns. Um, it's really as simple as just getting over kind of the awkward subconscious feeling that you're bothering someone by asking questions or by being selfish and asking for their time. Um, I mean, the, the best SDRs are relentless, you know, not just with their prospects to take yeah. a no for an answer, but also relentless in tapping into the resources that they have internally at their companies. And again, if it's not an actual tool or an actual enablement program, it's the people. We have so many smart people here at Clarity. We had so many smart people yeah. at Palo Alto Networks and at all the companies that I work with. There's smart people at every company that you go to. And so finding them, right, talking to them, and ultimately identifying those that can help you close the gaps to the skill sets you're looking to develop is what I would recommend. Um, yeah. So I, I get it, it's easier said than done, because especially in my earlier days, right, for those SDRs that are just starting off, either as their first role, or either as their first time in SaaS, or their, their first time just in the position, like you feel a little nervous to um, ask for help, and you just gotta get over that, and the sooner you do, I think the better you'll you'll come out. Yeah, no, I love that. I think that's a great you know place to to end the end the podcast here. I think those are super tactical things that SDRs can can use. So um, no, I really appreciate you coming on uh, here, Alex. And I just wanted to toss it over to you to to finish off here and put you on the hot spot. But just where can uh, anyone find you? Well, it's like LinkedIn, but. On top of that, um, anything, any last things that you wanted to say or anything like that, feel free. I'll throw the, put you in the hot seat. I appreciate that. Yeah, I think like most sales professionals nowadays, we all have LinkedIn. So you can find me, Alex Jagello, J-A-G-I-E-L-L-O. And you had made a comment, which I'm grateful for about Pavilion, because I find a lot of value to that community. They're formerly known as Revenue Collective. They're ultimately a community of revenue professionals, and that just doesn't include sales, but customer success, marketing, SEs, you name it. Um, there's a lot of good things happening in that community. So I lead uh, one of our SDR leadership Slack channels. I've developed a lot of cool friendships and relationships over the years of being a member there. Um, you can check them out too and figure out how to sign up if, if you're interested. Awesome. Well, once again, thanks for coming on. Thanks. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the too long did not listen portion of the podcast. And so with that said, we had Alex Jigello on the podcast who came, uh, who's global head of revenue development at Clary. And so basically what that basically meant was that he's running sales development or business development or whatever you call it. Um, but at Clary, they call it revenue development, um, being a revenue operations and intelligence company. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so with that said, um, one of the big pieces I would say taking away from what Alex had to say was what made a great SDR team in his experience. He's been on, you know, been involved with SDR teams for over eight years at this point. Um, so wealth of knowledge coming from Alex. But one of the biggest things he said was SDR teams that understand the full funnel of how a sales process goes do a lot better. And so they understand you know, what happens after this initial meeting and where does this actually go? Um, is huge. And so he said, the SDR teams and the SDRs that actually know, you know, what that looks like from top of funnel all the way to the bottom are the best 
SDRs at the end of the day and the best SDR teams. So being the too long, didn't listen portion of the podcast today, you know, I just wanted to add in the biggest piece that, you know, and the biggest learning from Alex during this. Um, so once again, if you want to hear more and learn more from the podcast, feel free to listen to the entire thing. But once again, if you're, you know, lazy like me sometimes and like to listen to the too long didn't listen portion of the podcast um keep on listening but thanks again and continue being great